From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul, agents led by Son of Call. Oh, Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies. Supergirl just flew on by. We're chilling, watching Netflix. How much time's gone by? We're talking TV. From suits to supernatural. Talking TV. Blacklist and the Rebels. Sherlock's Big Bang with Orphan Black. True Detective bombed at second crack. The Walking Dead. Arrow and the Flash. Get into geek, yeah. We're back talking Agents of Shield. We're up to episode four of uh, the current season, season number five. A life earned is the episode title. My name is Mitch. Joining me, uh, as always, for Agents of Shield, Matt Gibson. Hello. What's doing? Oh, you know, just earning my life. No, that's that was terrible. <laughs> so I, I, I get what out. you're going for. It's fine. Yeah. So we're uh, now four weeks into the new season. Um, we've been saying at the end of each uh, podcast for each episode, we just keep getting more and more questions about this place that they're at, what time it's in. Really, we don't know anything. We just keep getting details that require more questions for mm. the last three weeks. I want to say that my big take out of this episode is we actually got one big answer. It may not be a completely detailed answer, but still a hint towards one, is what this place is actually for and what it is, and that is selling inhuman powers, which is, makes it just kind of one big sick farm. I mean, they're already trapped enough, our agents. They're, you know, agents out of time, but now they're involved, especially Daisy, uh, where she's going to be basically, you know, like milked for, uh, for all she's worth as far as her inhuman powers go. Yeah, it was, it was weird. I, I almost, from what you were just saying there, I didn't even, to me, I didn't even really think that that was the main sort of purpose for mm. this place. I almost kind of just saw it as just like Cassius's just little side. Well, yeah, I, uh, sorry, yeah, side no, thing, you're right. Probably not the whole project. I guess mainly from the characters that we've been introduced to so far. At least, yeah, Cassius being the quote unquote big bad is that yeah, that's that's what he's doing. Last two weeks where you had Daisy and you had that young girl. You had some other woman show up and sort of be, you know, she's shopping essentially. What does she mm. need that girl for? Is it yeah, they, yeah, they can they can either strip the powers away or that they can sort of, you know, you, they can copy them over. You know, you take a take a vial of your blood and uh, and and adapt your inhuman powers. It was like oh, you yeah. sick sons of bitches, just trying to just. I don't know where that's going to go. Yeah. What are they? Are they like? Did, does Cassius want those powers for himself? Would yeah. they transfer from from an Inhuman to a Kree? I mean, obviously, the Inhumans have a bit of a Kree blood in them. That's the whole reason, sort of, they they can get powers and all yeah. that sort of stuff from the Terrigen Crystal. So yeah, it's a it's a very interesting. I don't know whether it's just going to go to the to the way of it's just like a a puppy farm and they're just breeding 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 so they can then have dogs that they can have fights with, like they have dog fights. Yeah, or yeah. Are, is there a bigger plan? Yeah, yeah. Are they trying to, you know, make the Kree this unstoppable force? Is this, you know, so I'm waiting to see how that, is how it that like builds. You, maybe their drug of choice, you know, you can, you know, what do you want? Oh, I want a, I want a superpower, you know, like, Ooh, I don't know. But I, not a bad you're right. It's, it's, it's not well, I mean, answering in great detail. It's what's just her like, name? Sonarak has a little Benoit Balls of Death and yeah. we still don't know whether that's, like, is that technology doing mm. that? Is like, Or is that power? Does she have powers that are mm. like a... Because we've only seen her move those. Yeah. So it's like, 
is she telekinetic or is there like a little implant in her brain that allows her to manipulate these things? Yeah. We don't we don't know yet. So yeah, it could go either way. Mm. It's um it's interesting. It's I don't know where where yeah, where to go with it. It's but it's in, it's entertaining. Yeah. Like it's interesting. <laughs> I guess maybe it's because the earth is so contaminated and stuff, but I found it interesting because Kasai seemed to be so much about status. It's revealed that he's living below all the inhumans. All the, all, sorry, all the humans. Yeah. He's close to the core in those big sort of limestone um, things that they've cut away. Just from a status point of view, I find that interesting. Because really, it's like, well, couldn't they just drill down to get to him if they wanted to get to him? Like, yeah, there's yeah, these yeah. people living above him. But <laughs> I guess they're closer to the surface where those gross cockroach bug mm. creature kill your things are. And now so. I thought, too, that... Oh, probably two weeks ago, I think we first got a little bit of a tease, but certainly at the end of last week that we might have gotten closer as a show to getting on the surface or at least talk about like they, they've sort of mentioned it, but I'm like the way that the the rate at which you're mentioning this, I feel like maybe you're not even going to try and get to the surface for another couple of weeks. It was like not as interesting to them this week as what it was in the last episode until Old Mate. Who's the bloke that's been, you know, lying to Daisy off you know, offered her up at the end of last oh, week? Oh, um, um Deke? Deke, yeah. Forget every week what that bloke's name is. <laughs> and, you know, he starts playing hard and fast with that uh, with Colson and May and all that and just lying to their faces about what's going on with Daisy. But then come the end of the episode, he's talking about being part of this movement against, you know, the likes of Cassius because of who his parents were and the fact that they died for this cause and then just drops the little nugget that, oh, yeah, and then I heard my dad on that uh, on that message that you brought back yeah. that old mate, you know, was talking to at the in the first episode. It's like, shit, okay, so your dad's on the surface and now he's had somewhat of a change of heart. He's still going to be very selfish because he's, he's, he's you know, got a single sort of motivation now. But, well, yeah, he sold Daisy out. Yeah, but it, it expands out maybe his involvement or his usefulness to our guys that... They also want to get to the surface and check out what's going on. And now he wants to get there and see what's happened to his old man. Where's his old man been for 20 years? Obviously stuck down there, but like how and why did he survive? Yeah. Um, so I like that yeah, he isn't just this guy that's got a bit of a questionable sort of motives as far as our guys are concerned. Like now he's actually been revealed to be, no, 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 I'm just selling you out to the highest bidder and, you know, getting credits and in their mm. favor. But now he's got a purpose to maybe try and help them. Yeah. Um, Something I thought was interesting though is Cassius gives him a coin as payment. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, that's, you know, more, more credits than he's ever had. Or what, what do you say? Are worth more than all your credits upstairs or whatever it is. Yeah. How's he going to break that? <laughs> like, if that's more credits than he's ever got upstairs, and he owns the bloody bar with yeah. the framework and all that sort of stuff, so he's clearly sort of on the higher end of of the people that are there. Like, he's not the full businessman like the creepy bald guy is, the guy that put the... Um, Little trackers on The there. trackers yeah. and stuff in the rest of the team. But it's like, yes, at the end of the episode, he gives it to the... Um, to the other guy with the baby and all that sort of stuff, but then how do they how do they break that coin? Like <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> that's it's it's like walking up to like you know it's walking into your local Coles to buy an orange, and handing over a ten thousand dollar note and saying, "Can you break that, please?" It's like <laughs> like sorry, we don't have change for that. Like <laughs> so, it's I'm just like, what what is he gonna do with that little tiny coin? I don't <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, it was probably. 18 times longer than the thought they put into it. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's impressive. He's got a big coin. It's like, no, 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 but think about the logistics of yeah, this. Yeah, like give him a bag right. of coins or something, you know? Uh, now, you talk about Crazy Lady with the uh, with the balls. What's her name? 
Sonara? Sonara. Uh, her and May face to face, and it's How like, good was "Oh that? shit, this is going to be good." Now, obviously, she's got the balls of death, so May's got to somehow get them out of the equation. But then it's going to be a fight for the ages because May's awesome, mm. and this chick looks mean enough to be able to compete with her. Yeah, I feel like they deliberately in the first episode had May materialize with that thing go through her leg. Yeah. So they had to, because it's it like, down. May's never lost. No. <laughs> so it's like, it's like they had to injure her in a pretty severe way by putting a metal rod through her entire leg. Yeah. Um, because it's like, I feel like if she'd lost at full strength to Sonara, people would have been like, oh, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. No way would May lose. No way. <laughs> So I feel like that was the only way they could kind of put them on equal footing, where you just you have this scenario who's been pretty badass, but then you got an injured May, so you're like, oh, yeah, oh, I don't know how those stats are going <laughs> to e- even out. Like, who's you know? So I, I found that really going in. It's like you really didn't know who was going to win. Now I didn't know, and I still feel like I don't because it was one of those classic, you know, TV cut to endings where May looked like she was on the ropes a little bit. Snara sort of comes up, facing the camera, wah, wah, music, boom, straight to another scene. I'm like, okay, cool. Show us what's going on elsewhere. And we never saw the end of that fight. Like, I'm pretty sure Snara was in that last scene. Mm. But I'm like, Where, where's May? What? Like, I would figure that character of her, she wouldn't walk away from a fight unless the other person was dead. May is not ever going to die off screen in this show. That's not no. what this show would ever do to its audience. So what the friggin' hell happened? I mm. I want to see the end of that fight. The start of it was great. You know, the way that they shot it was really cool. But what yeah, and I, and I don't feel like if Sonara had won, she, Sonara's not just going to leave her knocked out there. Mm. Like, she's going to take her somewhere and she's going to kill her. Yeah. Because there was that whole other th- bit with Sonara, which I didn't quite understand, where she was walking around sort of the, the human area and then she saw the little, um, like, welding gun that Gemma had used to save the other um, slave's life. Yeah. Like she saw that and somehow she connected that to Gemma and then connected it to Daisy somehow, knowing that someone helped Gemma to save the dude's life. But it, but it might not have been Daisy and mm. it wasn't. It turned out it was May. Yeah. Like it was the one there. So it's weird that I don't quite understand how Sonara and Kasai got to that, that, mm. Because obviously when he tests uh, Gemma towards the end of the episode, uh, tests Gemma and Daisy about their story and all that, that sort of stuff. That was a very cool little scene. I, it was very clever. Yeah. I just don't know how they got there. Like how they they got from point A to point B to point C of going, oh, okay, well, Daisy must have been the one to help Gemma. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. Sonara saw the, the, the little welding gun thing that Gemma used. And it's yeah. like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't, but the actual scene itself. Even the, just the simple way Cassius uh, just stands in between them so that she can't lip read. Yeah. Because he doesn't know if she can or not. So I, I just found that really, really well done. And I like how we almost did that heart, like after she'd started talking, like Daisy started to yeah. speak, and then he walked in. It wasn't like, I'm going to block the whole story. It's like, I'll let you know how it starts. Because then you'll think you got a bit of a chance and you might, you know. Yeah, and they didn't play it for he was, con- he realized halfway through she could be lip reading. Mm. It's like, no, he was in control the whole Landed. time. Yep. He'll allow her to <laughs> see that little bit of it and then he'll step 
and you then did see a little bit more extra panic on her face there yeah. as well. And like then an old mate, you know, Daisy walks out and says, "Oh, so you know, you can read minds," or and he goes, "Yeah, uh, you know, I can, and I can project to other people as well. I can speak to them. They don't know that I've got that power. You know, like they know that he can detect whether someone's lying, but they mm. don't know that half, which is great because you know it's something that he's been able to hold on to. It's some kind of element of freedom that he's got, yeah. and even though he is and stuck there." And it's enough of a connection to his existing power that you buy it. Yeah, and it's, I like that it made him a great fighter. You know, he could he could tell what yeah. people were going to do. Like it was just I'm like, well, of course that would make you a a fantastic opponent in anything, really. So I really uh, I really dug that. Yeah, um, I find it very hard not to want to just jump to the end of the episode because I actually had to pause this episode. I want to say a minute to go and like. I don't even know why. It's so irrelevant what I had to go do. I don't even remember. But I left for about five or ten minutes, come back, and I'm like, oh, whatever. They're all just, you know, gibbering in front of this. You know, it was a big yeah, group, there'll whatever. Be some, uh, Something, some oh, great. Tease you know, or whatever no tease. F***ing Fitz, my boy! Fitz going full layer from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, just like, what? What the hell? What? I, I just. <laughs> Okay, so let's go back to the first episode. Bald man who's some kind of weird alien with a human suit on and seemingly human operatives. You know, there's that guy joking in the first episode, like, oh, my wife thinks I'm out at a draft yeah, night. That's right. <laughs> she didn't even know we're in the middle of the season. What an idiot, eh? <laughs> Thank God for these kind of days. But the boys, you know, so it's clearly like human little minions. This alien character boss, they go and they take out our agents from that diner. And then we get the the scene that we didn't see at the end of last season. And he goes out and some little bloke comes up to him and says, Hey, sir, we've got all this and we've got these people. There's still one left in there. He goes, Well, he's not on the list. Yeah. So we all, uh, through the first episode, had to sit there and play a game of elimination. Who's not there? By the end of the episode, you realize it's Fitz that's not there. Why isn't he there? Okay, well, he's going to figure it all out. E- each episode, the last three weeks, we've been asking ourselves, when are we going to go back? If we are in the future, when are we going to go back to present-day Earth and see Fitz trying to work it all out? We haven't yet. I'm like, that's good. We don't. I said, I think it was last week. We don't need any levity yet from the current situation. We want to feel as isolated and as unknowing as what our characters are at the moment. This is great. And then all of a sudden, he's here. And seemingly he's had some kind of background in that area longer than yeah. they've been on that station. Yeah, he seems to be like he understands it. He knows what. Yeah, he's in on the con. Like he, yeah. So okay, then and he's looking a bit scruffy. Yeah, uh, you know, but not as scruffy as like Deke and those sort of people. Yeah, no. So it's like, like he's somewhat looked after within whatever society it mm. is, the way things run. Now, I think I'm only asking these questions now because I'm being asked more questions. I'm asking more off the back of them with uh, with Fitz. I'm I'm thinking about those guys that quote unquote kidnapped them at the start of the season and then put them in front of the obelisk or whatever the hell it is that we assume now sent them forward in time. Mm. They were grabbing people that were on a list. Now that our shield agents are in the future, they're meeting people who have heard this prophecy about agents of shield that will come to rescue them and to fix everything. So literally only now that we're talking about it, I'm wondering, okay, so those guys that kidnapped him, are they good guys? Like, why would a bad alien go and hire, you know, um, human operatives to help kidnap our agents? But why would they not take 
fits at the same time. Mm. I don't it's know, like man. I'm asking the... so many questions. I don't even know if my questions make sense. Well, like, no, the fact that fits is there. I think what you get is, is the, the kidnapping side of it. like yeah. taking Because it's like when they're all in the diner and they're waiting to be taken away, they're expecting to get in trouble for all the frameworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we think these are all these bad guys coming to take, because they're our team, and we know our team are good guys. They're bad guys that are coming to take them and, you know, um, put them on trial or pr- imprison them or kill them or whatever. Yeah. But then suddenly they've taken them by force and then sent them to potentially the future through yeah. this obelisk. So that's, I think there's that weird disconnect where you go, oh yeah, are they, are they good guys or are yeah. they, are they bad guys? And then how did Fitz get here? Did he get here the same way, just at a different time? Mm. What's going on there? I did sneak forward and have a look and I noticed the, the title of next week's episode is Rewind. Oh, so we might get some kind so of like I'm, the Fitz's side of the story. I'm thinking, yeah, we might memento Fitz's right. um, story and find out how Fitz... I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Because um, him to just show up like that is like, we need that... I need... Lucy, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> It'll probably... Next week will probably be great for me for 41 of the 42 minutes because for 41 minutes... It will be Fitz's story, and the last minute will be almost his version of the scene at the end of this episode. Yeah. We'll get no extra story as far as the pre- the, the current sort of future storyline. Probably story not. And I'll be like, God damn it! I just sat through forty minutes to get nowhere further, but I've spent forty-one <laughs> minutes going. Oh, that's how oh, we got there, and, and this go- is what and then, he did. And then that, and then that joins to that, and yeah. then. Your Captain Chronology will be so excited. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're tickling so many of my funny bones. Holy shit, man. Oh, well, I mean, we haven't even been talking that long. I almost just want to wrap things up now just so I can go and... Well, before we do, I did want to touch on a couple of little things. Two more Cree taken down in this episode. Yeah. Still no repercussions. No. Deke, was, Deke was freaking out from the other one that we killed yeah. <laughs> and we hit in the elevator. Two more down. Still no repercussions there. Is that one still in the elevator? Oh, presumably, presumably somewhere because yeah. no one's seen it yet no or did they move it because it was the skylight i don't know yeah <laughs> um there's a mention about the human race was sort of dwindled down via sterility through the food or something like that yeah that's right i was getting like weird corn logan flashbacks yeah, which wasn't, yeah, yeah. wasn't great i was like oh, I, don't know about, <laughs> I don't know about that and they're like sterile now right yeah because they were like or it's controlled breeding because there yeah. obviously was that baby there so maybe I don't know. There are there are when they because obviously they need to replenish the ranks and all that sort of stuff. Maybe these people were allowed to have a child. It wasn't yeah. just random. It was I, I don't I yeah. don't know. Or maybe they just determined okay, you're not worth reproducing. Mm. They've gone they've gone full Hitler with it, and they've just gone. Well, you're not allowed to reproduce. Only these people reproduce. Yeah. Because maybe they've got a higher chance of producing an inhuman or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? And the only other note I had here is, and I'm going to read it word for word. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to care about Mac Morning Hope, but I don't. <laughs> See, um, I was just about when you mentioned that baby, I was going to say, oh man, and God, what about poor old Mac? I mean, he just can't get past this, you know, like he, he had, it was a fake daughter. It was all part of a computer program, but for him, he lived out an entire life with this young girl. Yeah. I, like I got a little bit emotional when he was saying goodbye to her at the end of last season. Yeah. And she disappeared. Like that was, that was a bit rough. Mm. But she wasn't real. She wasn't his daughter. Yes, she looked like his daughter and all that sort of stuff, but she was fake. She was from the framework. Yeah. So I feel like I cared enough yeah. for a digital version of his daughter. Yeah. Like, and obviously that, obviously that's rough on Mac. Mm. I understand that they're touching on it again, but I just didn't care. Yeah. 
just and, and maybe they couldn't. don't like after this they don't unless at the end of the season so. like he and Yo-Yo sort of turn to each other and be like, "Hey, <laughs> we've got such an easy life. Do you want to have a kid?" Sort of thing. Yeah, like, I think it's that double-edged sword. It's like if they didn't touch on it, we'd probably criticize them for going, "Oh, what, gee, Mac, Mac got over that fake daughter yeah. real quick." So I understand. Maybe I think maybe they just went a bit too heavy with it's it. It's a bad timing, maybe. Yeah, or something. Yeah, I mean, with all the other high energy stuff going on. I just don't know. And I think it just went a bit too long. Mm. And it was just like a, a line or two. In the same way we talked about last week or the week before, that quick catch-up when May and um, Gemma were out on the ship and they figured out where we were. And then yeah. Colson, the start of this episode, the door opens. And she's like, we're in space. And then blah, 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 and they all just catch up together. Mm. That was quick and to the point, And we all kind of was able to move. I almost want to see, not a levity scene, but a scene like that, just touching on the fact that, Yes, it's actually technically for them only been a couple of days since yeah. they were in the framework. Um, so Max, that's still a fresh wound for him, but it just it just is a bit a bit heavy. I mean, in normal circumstances, I think Mac would have been a bit that way about the kid anyway mm. because he's always been a bit sensitive about his daughter. But I was just like, mm, yeah, move on. Oh man, I'm I'm just so excited. The fact that you've I, I was already excited enough about next week's episode. But you just telling me the title name of it and yeah. us speculating there, I'm like, okay, stop recording, go home and watch this episode because we are recording this a little bit late. It's sitting there on my uh, IQ box ready to go. It's been burning a hole. I've got no space because I'm so behind all my TV shows. <laughs> Agents of no. right there. I know, you wouldn't believe it. So we'll get home, watch Rewind. We'll be back again next week to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Episode 5 of Season 5, Rewind. In the meantime, you can check out uh, all of our podcasts, uh, TV and film on our podcasting channels. Just search Get Into Geek. We've also got up our Avengers Infinity War non-spoilers. I mean, God, if you're watching Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You, you've seen Infinity War already, let's be honest. And I say that with all due respect to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But uh, we've got a non-spoilers review up there and a full-on spoilers discussion as well up there with Maddie and myself doing both of those. Uh, we've also got uh, on the other side of the coin our DC TV chats as well uh, in the back catalogue. Ben, Terry and I talking about uh, all things Arrowverse. You can uh, catch those on the channel. In the meantime, uh, you can also catch us on the socials, Facebook Twitter and Instagram. Just uh, give us a like and a subscribe on there. Search Get Into Geek. Uh, myself, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, let's 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 talk some Shield, Maddie. Where are you? <laughs> uh, at High Pitch Maddie on uh, Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Still not on board the Twitter train, at least lovingly. Nah, You're there. You're there. I'm, I'm here, there. but I'm not enjoying it. Yeah, I'm not enjoying it yet. No, that's all right. I don't like reading conversations upside down backwards <laughs> anyway our twitter podcast uh, that's still in the works we'll do that another time we'll be back next week talking more agents of shields we'll see you then get into geek.com